Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast. My name's Brian, and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by the wonderful people at Prop Store of London. Why not visit their website on propstore.com and check out all the screen-used props and costumes and production-used props and costumes from your favourite movies. So this week, I get to chat with the wonderful star of Sons of Anarchy and Bad Blood, Mr. Kim Coates, and it was a pleasure to chat with him. Uh, he's such a genuine, generous star, um, and he's funny as hell. So please sit back, relax, escape from all this madness that's going off in the world right now um, with the horrid coronavirus. And remember, guys, please, please, please look after the older generation and the people with underlying health issues. Um, you know, you can help by washing your hands or minimising your contact with people that are currently unwell. So let's get you away from that madness. Sit back, relax and enjoy the interview. Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a in Action Pack Podcast, where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So, Brian, right? Is that right? Yes, Brian, yep. Good to, good to hear your voice, buddy. Come on, man. I mean... The whole world is just fucking, it's upside down. It's upside down. It's Tell really, me about it. You know, I know we want to talk about, you know, me and my beautiful career, and how handsome I am for of how course. old I am. And, but Jesus Christ, Brian, what the fuck is happening? I know. Do you know what? Today in the news, um, they were talking about closing schools. And obviously over in the UK, uh, we've had a lot of conventions being cancelled. Um, and I know over in the States, you've got Ace, is, is it Ace Convention that's been cancelled? San Diego Comic Con could possibly get cancelled as well. I mean, I can understand why, um, but what's your view on it? I mean, how, how, I mean, you've just come back from Eastern Europe, haven't you? Yeah, I just made it back too, bro. I mean, I really just did. We, we, we wrapped uh, Friday night, five days ago. And I was on my first flight out from Vienna. <clears throat> I just barely got out of there into Warsaw and then into L.A. But it was a grueling, beautiful shoot for four and a half weeks. A lot of night shoots and castles and cobblestones and 15th century. And I can't talk about it, but fuck, it was fun. Wow. And, and, and we all just got out in the nick of time. I think, you know what I think? I think, you know, it, it's... it's um, it's no time to panic. It's no right. time to, <clears throat> you know, lock yourself up in your house. But, you know, we're a bunch of sloths. <laughs> we, need to, we need to learn to, 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 for hygiene and coughing into your arm. And if you feel sick, stay home. Um, we, we need to do all those things. So if, if this means shutting things down for a week, a month, yep. three months, I feel so much pain for the people who financially it's going to hurt so much. I, I feel for that, but I do know that if we, if you, if we don't grab it now, 
It's going to be worse three months from now. It's going to be unbelievable three months from now. Yeah, of course. I mean, the thing is, it's going to affect a lot of small biz- businesses. But again, it's our it's our families, it's our health. Um, I know Trump has just put a um, a block for anyone coming in from Europe, with the exception of the UK, um, which I think is a really wise choice. In all fairness, he wants to protect the US like like we want to protect our own family. So, fingers crossed, it it will blow over. Uh, we'll all get that. You uh, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll all be all right. I mean, it's not very nice, but it is what it is. We've just got to keep safe and keep washing our hands, which we, we should have been washing our hands before. So I don't know what the, 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 the issue is. I mean, it's simple, isn't it? Well, life, life, is, life is very fast, Brian. Life, life is taken off for, for all of us, and it moves very fast. And the internet and social media and jobs or no jobs. And, and there's a lot going on in the world. and. If we don't start truly looking at all of us as one, um, it, it's going to really suck. And I, I think uh, the guy running this, 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 this country that I'm in right now, the United States of America, has, has no clue. He, he has no clue. I, I try and stay so unpolitical on my Twitter. and yeah. People who know me and love me, they know that about me. but. If you know me a little bit, you know I'm Canadian. I'm I'm proud Canadian. I'm a proud American too. But it's been it's been really rough these three years, brother. Unless you live in this country to see what's happening in this country, no one will really understand. So, uh, NCAA canceled hockey, basketball, yeah. concerts. They're all canceled. And do you know what? That means someone is listening to science. It's going to be hard economically. It could be really fucking bad. But as you just said, Bri, this we need to stop this somehow, and the spread needs to slow down somehow. Yeah. And if we don't take it more seriously, that like like the guy who is running this country who doesn't want to take it seriously because he only thinks about himself. Yeah. And true that, and that is the truth. Um. Then then we're going to be in, in a shitload of trouble, and Italy already is. They'll yeah. get it sorted out. But I feel bad for them. It's all over Europe now, spreading slowly. But we 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 take care of our our people more in Canada and Europe than we seem to be doing in the States these days. So get ready. This could get a lot worse before it gets better, but fingers crossed that we do the right thing. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, thank you for that public announcement, <laughs> but very wise, wise words. Um, so let's light, lighten the mood a bit for the listeners. Um, certainly, because... certainly, Brian, certainly. <laughs> cool, blimey. Because we've got the wonderful Kim Coates, star of Bad Blood, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, my God, what a show. Um, and many, many blockbuster movies. I'm so honoured for you to be on the show. So the first thing I want to talk about is Bad Blood. What an amazing show. Two seasons. We want more. When is season three going to happen? When are we going to see more of Declan? It's really funny how I'm starting to do a lot of press now again because I sort of took last year off, Brian, because Bad Blood was, um, Bad Blood was on the back burner. Yeah. At Netflix, Rogers in Canada, and Mark Montefiore and and New Metric and his company and and myself and Michael Conovis, we were trying our hardest to make sure we start that third season, but it it hasn't it hasn't come about yet, and it's a tough one because it's a Canadian show. Yeah, proud. I produce it, co-produce it with Mark and Michael and Simon Barry and Rogers and Netflix, and I'm proud to be a part of that producing side. 
But it's a tough one because uh, it's such a huge, massive hit on Netflix. Yeah. And, and, and Netflix is, uh, you know, they're basically saying, no, no, we've got a good thing going here. You guys go do your thing in Canada. We pick up the worldwide rights. We'll show it six months after you show it in Canada. So you know what? It's not over, but it's been put on hold. And so I took last year off trying to keep it, uh, keep it going, and it hasn't happened yet. So Kim Coates needs to continue with his career now and, and see where that all takes me. But Bad Blood, I'm very proud of all the awards we've won and, and the accolades that we keep getting and people keep coming up to me. I mean, shit, brother. I'm almost as recognized as much from, from Bad Blood as I am from Sons of Anarchy which is pretty amazing. It is. It just it shows is. you what a big hit around the world it is. So thanks for asking. You never know. All yeah. my followers and all the press I do, you'll be the first to know when we start penning season three. Here's, here's to a season three. Fingers crossed. I mean, coming from the UK, um, we didn't really know much about Vito. Um, did you know much about the real-life characters of Bad Blood when you came into the show or when you were offered the show to work on? I did, and I didn't. I mean, being in Canada in the 80s and 90s, before I moved to America full-time, uh, Vito Rizzuto was always in the, the newspaper. You know, he was a John Gotti of Canada. Yeah. He was the biggest mobster for sure ever. Uh, some say in North America as well as just Canada. He ran the mob. And so he would always pop up, and it was never a good thing when he popped up, right? And then in the 90s, something happened where uh, a young boy was killed in a crossfire between different factions of the, of the Vito Rizzuto clan. And that was it for Quebec. They took it very seriously after that. And task force and the RCMP started to really squash Vito and his, on, his, his enterprise as they should have. And he finally just, you know, died of old age, they say in 2013. And they wrote his book right away. And Mark Montefiore uh, bought the rights. So yes, I was aware I wasn't really aware of the underpinnings of, of Vito, but I certainly as a Canadian knew who he was. And if you was writing uh, season three, say if you was in charge of um, writing uh, for Declan's next journey, I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't seen the hey, end of season two. If they haven't seen it, they should fucking see it. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's and so it's they too should. late for spoilers. <laughs> but what would you want next for Declan if you had a choice? Well, I, I, I have to tell you that there's been conversations, obviously, and right. I can't really divulge what the conversations oh. were, Brian, but between you and me, yeah. it's a continuation. We all saw how the second season ended. The first season, which you talked about, was based on truth and yeah. truth. Yes, there's some fiction involved, but it's mostly true. Then the second season was mostly fictional with some, you know, contraband and drugs and cartel truths of how the world is actually run. But that was a Declan season, right? He takes over. Yeah. The third, the third season, um, you know, repentance, man, it was, it was going to be some very dark, deep looking back at to what Declan has done. And cops were, were going to be involved. And there was going to be another love story involved. But the thing I always said about Declan Gardner, and it's true, he never lied. Did you know that? He yeah. never, ever lied. Did he blow people away? Yes. If you fucked with him, were you dead? Probably. But he never lied. And so I think him being that kind of 
honest gangster in a way, it, 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 it maybe will come back to haunt him. That's all I can say. Well, fingers crossed we get season three. Me too. Fingers crossed. Um, so moving on from Bad Blood, um, as you said, you get recognized more nowadays for Bad Blood. But for me, Sons of Anarchy, what an absolute show it took you know, quite a few years of my life watching that and being obsessed with that. Um, uh, yeah. Um, Fucking what, huge, right? Like, oh, what a show. It, it, oh, but it was just like ups and downs, ups and downs. What was your favourite storyline for Tig? Because, of course, you played Alexander Tig Traeger, uh, the, loyal, the loyal dog, I would call him, to be honest, because he was yeah. loyal, he had your back. You know, if anything went down, he was there yeah. right at the front, good old sergeant at arms. Uh, what was your favourite storyline uh, for, for Tig in, in that show? I, I've said this uh, in all the interviews I've done, which has been so many over the years. I, I don't have favorites, Brian. I don't have favorites. But I will say this. Kurt Sutter <clears throat> and all his crazy brilliance, right? I mean, the three leads were Charlie, Ron, and Katie, right? Yeah. They were our three top dogs in a way. Then I was in that next tier, and then there was a tier below that. We... We all knew that Kurt couldn't write for all of us all the time. Yeah. It was, it was 10 leads plus all the incredible guest stars we had. Uh, he couldn't write for all of us all the time. But I, but I do think selfishly, when he did write for Tig, I, I, I got some of the best stuff, you know? I, I think Tig was loyal. I think he was psychotic. I think he <laughs> was funny. I think he was, I think he was funny and charming. And he certainly, Kurt said that, that, that myself and Chibs would become the, the moral compass of the club in the end. And we did, we did become the moral comp compass in the, in the, in the end. And so, so Kurt's held true, but my storyline of my daughter's death, yeah. the storyline of me and me and Gemma, the storyline of me and clay, the storyline of killing Donna, the storyline of, 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 of never really trusting Jackson away. And yet them coming to some sort of makeup hug at the end of the, this, this, the series, 92 episodes in, Chibs and I becoming close. I, I, I don't know. And my love for dogs and animals and, and, and of course, Venus, right? The transgender Venus, you know, Van Damme. What a fucking love story, right? To I be mean, honest, that, that was my fa favorite storyline for you. It, it, was, it was beautiful, mate. It, it, do, do you know what? I, I quite liked it. I don't know what it was. I just felt, I felt fatigue in that. And I don't know why. It just really, it, it, it was just lovely. I must well, be weird, but <laughs> you know, th no, no, thanks. And I, I fucking agree. I mean, first of all, Tig's the only biker who could have done that. Yeah, Tig's character was the only one that I, that I, I've met so many one percenters over the last ten years of my life who have gone. That was fucking crazy, man. That was nuts. It was like, whoa, that was weird. But you pulled it off. Like, whoa, you pulled it off. Like, we, we kind of loved you, in it, you know. <laughs> so, so. Kurt Sutter was so unabashed and, and, and fearless in his wanting to show what love should be. Yeah. Could be. And what a broken down couple of characters to, to reach out and need one another for love, yeah. you know? And uh, it was weird. It was weird. I mean, Walden Goggins and I, we're, we're good brothers, man. We got families and we're, we're straight and we're, we're, we're so, you know, pro- gay rights and everything that comes along with that. We're so proud as we all should be. But that was a weird, 
few episodes that that was uh we'll never forget it. When we were done, yeah. you know, and he took off his tits and took <laughs> off his wig and and I I'm and we're having a smoke and a drink in the parking lot and our drivers are gonna take us. We drank till about five o'clock in the morning when that whole thing was over and we, we went, you know, as actors, this is this is why you do it. Yeah. You you, you want to be stretched. You want to be you want to be challenged. You want to be like, whoa, this is so weird but beautiful. Can I pull it off? Whatever. And 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 we did. And mm-hmm. there wasn't a dry eye in the house when we finished that last scene. Eighty five crew members. Everyone was tearing up. Everyone clapped. Standing ovation for Walton and me. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. So on the show, um, did you get to keep anything when it finished filming? Did you get to keep yeah. a bike, a cut? Uh, yeah, keep yes. going. What, every, what, anything else? Listen, Fox, <laughs> Fox called my people up in the September of that last season, and I get a call from my agent, and she goes, uh, Fox has called, and they want to know what you want to take from the show. And I said, it's what? not what I want to take. It's what I'm gonna take. I said I'm, <laughs> I'm taking my bike. I'm taking my bike. Wow. And a couple of days go by, and Kurt Sutter calls me up and goes, "What are you, what are you doing?" I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You can't, you can't have your bike." And I go, "Yeah, I think I can. I think, I think that's the least box should should give me." And well, you earned it, didn't you? <laughs> and, and the boys, I said, I, "I fucking earned it." And and actually, Tig Traeger's bike is the only bike that never got totaled, Ryan. Yeah. It never got destroyed. It's the only bike. Everyone else had their bikes stolen or crashed or something, but not Tig. So I said, no, I'm, I, and I knew I wasn't, they couldn't kill me. We only had two months left to film it. And, and I knew that I lived and, and, and all those things. But I just said, no, I, I'm going to take that bike. And sure enough, about a week later, Fox relented and they gave me my bike. And whatever bike the boys were riding at that time, they got to take it home. So Charlie bought me a case of wine, and as he should have, <laughs> he made a little bit more money than I did on that yeah. show. And uh, yeah, that bike is sitting right, right out there, brother. It's wow. it's all wrapped up like a horse, and as is my other few Harleys. I'm pretty lucky; I got a few of them. And did you get to keep keep a cut? Uh, one, oh yeah, one of, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we we all we all have our cuts, man. The only my dog is gone now. Tara, she's an amazing animal. 14 years old, she had a great life. She and I were the only two who knew where my cut is in this house. No one else knows where it is. It's uh, it's tucked away somewhere where I won't put it on, but I'll I'll always have it. And it's it's that it was a special seven years. Oh, amazing. So um, I actually met you uh, two years ago. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, in Wales, in London, in Wales, oh in Wales. Yeah, there was, were you there? Yeah, there was you, Charlie. Uh, yeah, you look familiar to me. Ryan, they talk to you. Yeah, yeah. We got a picture. Yeah, we did. You signed sign a picture for me. And I've got to say, uh, Good. watching you with, with um, you know, the convention goers, <laughs> you're so generous. You know, you stood in front of the table. Uh, oh, and there was loads of pe- people there for Sons, Sons of Anarchy. And I've got to say, you were the nicest person I met. Not saying yeah. they're not nice, um, but you absolutely so warm and everything like that. I mean... How, you know, after the show, um, who do you hang out with still? Do you keep in touch? Everybody, everybody. Yeah, we, you know, it's tough. You don't realize how successful something is until you're in the middle of it or it's over, right? Yeah. And that, that show, I, I see Ron, I see Theo, 
I see Ryan, I see Booney, I see Tommy, I see DL all the time. Charlie's all over the world these days, so I don't see Charlie that much, but I miss him. Mm-hmm. I never see Katie, but when I see Katie, it'll be a big hug and a kiss when I see her. Maggie, I never see, but I just talked to her. I was in New York, excuse me, filming something about two months ago, and we had a nice talk on the phone. She's killing it on Billions these days, right on that show, Billions. Yeah. But um, we, 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 we have the greatest time when we're together, me and the boys. I mean, we've all got lives, and lives move on. You can't see each other as much as you, you were doing yeah. in those six months of filming. But we see each other all the time, right? We do. Yeah, I've got to say, it was awesome because uh, I was waiting in the long line, and you all came around the corner. And it was just amazing to see you all come round round the corner together. It was so <laughs> surreal. Um, so going on to one of my favorite movies, uh, Cold Brook. Yeah. And what a film! Thanks for watching that, Brian. Do you know what? Do you know what? I watched it, and Thanks. and and the first half an hour, um, I was I, I was loving it, and then all of a sudden, it was like, wait a second, what's going on here? Again, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but I've got to say. What a movie. It's so emotional, so magical. Uh, and William F- uh, Fitchner, who is yeah. your friend, uh, directed it yeah. and wrote it. What a yeah. film. What was it yeah. like work, work, working with Will- William? Because you quite, quite with, close with Billy, yeah. yeah, Billy and I met on Black Hawk Down. We we're best buddies. Yeah. And, and, and Fitchner has been trying to get something for he and I to star in for a long time. And so he, he'd been writing this thing with Kane DeVore, for like seven, eight years, you know how, how it is. It takes it takes seven to ten years to get a movie to come to fruition, it seems. Yeah. So by the time it was ready to go, and by the time Sons was over, finally, because it's a summer movie, we always film you know, Sons in the summer. I wasn't available. When I finally became available and this 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 the screen uh, writing was done, and I got these these pals of mine in Canada to produce it, Sarah Shack and Joe Ferraro, we had some incredible money from Canada and Buffalo. Uh, all of a sudden, before you know it, we're, we're filming it, and we cast it. And there's Harold Perrineau, right? And from 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 Sons of Anarchy, yeah. starring in it with us. And and then you you film it, and you you edit it, and you you can't afford the music, but you try and scrape by and put music <laughs> in it. And then you 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 go to festivals, and then you you win all these awards, and it's a small little movie. It's a tough sell, but we finally did the vertical, and they you know live streaming all over the world now. Cole yeah. Brook, and it's. Uh, it's a beautiful little film about friendship and doing the right thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm tickled pink that those two guys that Billy and I played, right. We're janitors in a college We're <laughs> we're, we got families. We, we smoke pot, but we don't even swear. Yeah. We're not killing anybody. We're not, there's no tits and ass in a car crash. <laughs> it is just a beautiful written story. And yeah, man, what a, what a delight to, to be with Billy finally in a starring role like that. It was great. Are you going to do any more projects with him in the future? Well, we, we're always talking about that. He's on Mum right now, right? He's on that yeah. sitcom Mum. He's got at least another year on that. Uh, he's doing movies like I am. I've got, you know, a couple of things. Now that Bad Blood's been put on the back burner for how long, we'll have to wait and see. But I've got another another thing uh, that I'm meeting on. Well, I may not be meeting on anything now the way the world is right now. But coming up, I've got a bunch of producers and this writer, uh, Mark Navaldine, who's phenomenal. Yeah, he's got another project uh, for me starring in it for for anybody. It's just such a <clears throat> raw, raw, raw take on a on a New York story. So, you know, <clears throat> trying to push that and do my movies and stay healthy. And my hair is all cut off, and 
cut off all my fucking beard yesterday for this new part. I'm starting a new film in a week. Yeah. Um, super exciting. But yeah, it's weird, Brian. I just had the longest fucking hair in Eastern Europe and grizzled <laughs> this. And now it's all gone. My fans are going to freak out. Oh, no. He cut his hair. Oh, my God. It can grow Why back. Why would he do that? <laughs> it's called can... acting. Exactly. So um, we want to get to know a bit more of Kim Coates. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, and, uh, yeah, just fire away with the answers. So, Kim, what's your favorite film of all time? Godfather. Yes. And your favorite song? Oh, God, way too hard. I mean, <laughs> Benny and the Jets. Um, you know, Riders in the Storm. The doors. Let's stop there. I mean, you know, I'm 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 sixty-two fucking years old, bro. So get out of it. You don't my, look sixty-two. My, right. You know, and I don't even dye my hair in nothing. Kind of amazing. My mom, she's gonna turn ninety yeah, in a couple Joyce. weeks. I'm flying, yeah. I'm flying Joyce, yeah. I'm flying home for her ninetieth birthday in Saskatoon. And, That's a good yeah, age. So and she looks like she's fifty five. I'm not even kidding. So I, oh. I might have a few of her uh, I don't know what else. Yeah. So anyway, my whole thing with the Doors and even the Beatles back in the day, the Stones. Yeah. I mean, Elton John was huge in the seventies. But anyway, go ahead. Yep. Um, the scariest moment in your life. Uh, uh, last year. Did oh, yeah. The scariest uh, yeah. The scariest moment in your life. Movie or moment? Moment. I'm pretty lucky. I haven't really been scared that often. But you know, I'll tell you a story. My fans don't even know this. I I I would say uh, just before sun started, I was driving home in my Volkswagen Passat, beautiful car, freeway L.A., 2 o'clock in the morning after visiting a very dear fr friend of mine, Jason Bear. And uh, my windshield blew out, blew out. The whole front of the windshield blew wow. out. And I didn't panic. I thought I was being shot at. So I sped up. I fucking sped up. I, I was trying to get my whole bare, you know, the whole front side of the window, the front windshield was smashed in. I drove fast for about 10 minutes, not realizing what was going on. I finally pulled over and I looked down at the floor <clears throat> I pulled over and someone had dropped a 50 pound bag of cement from, from a, an, an overpass. Whoa. And had I had a passenger, they, they wouldn't have made it. Had I had it been like a foot this way, my face is certainly I'm losing an eye, maybe my life. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I literally got so lucky that night. That was a freaky and I went to the cops the next day. It was two in the morning, took my car in and they went, Yeah, this is an initiation. These young kids, they just uh they, it's an initiation thing to, to join a, a, a you know a, a a fucking gang, you know. And so Kim Coates was pretty uh pretty lucky that night i my, my angels were looking out after me but no i i haven't oh i think we've lost you can you hear me uh, got me there yeah yeah I'm yeah back. yeah so so very very lucky then um it was it wasn't worse um so on the flip side what's the happiest moment in your life so many i've got two daughters i know my, my, my rough riders have won the great cup my detroit red wings finally got me a stanley cup I, 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 my daughter got into NYU and she's going to be a bigger star than me. Brenna Coates. Kyla's saving the world downtown LA right now. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, 
I'm I'm just a I'm a happy guy. I, I too many, Brian. Too many. Yeah, that no, that 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 is fine. So obviously you work a lot, Kim. You're all, all the time working. How do you relax? Oh, I what? love watching I love watching golf on TV. Do you really? <laughs> That's such a dad thing to do. <laughs> I fucking love no kids, no wife, no buddies, bottle of wine, watching the masters. Shut my hotel room door. I'm, I'm. That's, that's as good as it gets for me. I love to ride. I mean, you know, Charlie and I used to talk about that all the time. There, there's nothing like getting on your bike and and uh, being safe and, and and being smart. But man, if you can get lucky with those those rides through the through the trails in California or wherever you may be, without other people around, it's amazing. Riding the bike is amazing. And who's the person that uh, influenced you the most in your career? Oh. I mean, I know you've talked about Marlon Brando quite, quite yeah, a Brand- lot. Yeah, Brando, Brando and De Niro were my two guys, right? I mean, I watched all their films, and I remember being in college and, and third-year university or second, and the, the, the taxi driver was opening, and I remember, you know, seeing that movie going, I want to I wanna do that. I want to... I want to do that. So De Niro and, and Brando were always big influences on me and, and being able to go to Stratford at, at 26 years old and be Macbeth, you know, the youngest yeah. Macbeth ever, John Neville directed me and right to Broadway and then Hollywood discovers me. So I, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. I've met a lot, of, a lot of really good people over the years. And, and, and Jerusalem, right? I just started to play Jerusalem. Yeah, with your and, daughter. And having, and ha- yeah, and having, having dinner and seeing Sir Mark Rylance in New York. And him sort of passing the baton to me and talking all about it with him and Jez Butterworth. I mean, I mean, I, I worked my ass off and I didn't die on stage, which is a fucking <laughs> miracle. Did you see it by any chance? I haven't, no. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it was it was a long time ago, 2011, 12, 13 that Rylance did it, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. And, he, you know, he did it over 400 times. I did it 48 times, but still sold out. We won every... Every Canadian Tony we could best actor, best play, best ensemble director. That's you know, awesome. so so I've met a lot of people. Yeah, and I and, and and you know one thing about me, Brian. You know, you commented, which is such a sweet thing to say that I'm I'm good with my fans and shit. I am. You are. I love I, I love my fans. I I I'm so lucky that I stumbled into something that I guess I'm pretty good at, but I I, I respect the craft and I I I'm so. Uh, bl- lucky to to do something I love, and now giving back to all my charities, yeah, and and so happily to do that. The people I've met, I mean, if if you're if you're not a nice person, I got no time for you. I have no time for you. I'm too old. I I, I got no time for you. That's yeah. why my friends are are paramount to me, man. I I love my friends. Uh, so um, before we wrap up, obviously you're a dad of two. Uh, you got two girls. Um, yeah. When they were growing up, um, I've got two girls myself. Um, Congrats. Any advice? They're only young now. They're only six and two. So I'm yet to experience the teenage years. Any advice that you can give me on becoming, um, I don't know, on surviving teenage girls? Are they both girls? Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's exactly the the, the difference in ages that I had. Oh, wow. Well, well, you know... um, you know, girls, man, they're they're hardcore in high school. You know, they they're smart. They're 
They're a bit mean to one another at times. They love one another. They're best friends. They're they're smarter than boys earlier, and then boys finally catch up. I don't know. Just make sure they're not on their phones all the time. Yeah. Just make sure they're not on their computers all the time. Yeah. Make sure they get out and smell the roses. Yeah. Make sure they 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 take walks and have family dinners. And you know what? One thing my wife is is to to she gets all the credit for my two beautiful girls. I mean. I was the funny bone. I was the idiot. I was the one making the money. But man, oh man, Diana, she raised those kids. And and we, you know, kids want to go, I want to stay out later. I want to stay out later. Or, I don't want to come home. Or come on, mom, come on. Dad. Actually, teenage girls do want fences put up. Yeah. They do. They just don't, they just don't know it. So love them, give them some room, but and get put, them up fences up. Yeah. put up the odd fence. Put up the odd fence and they'll, they'll appreciate it down the road. Electric fences, yeah, yeah. boys away, not till yes. you're 30 years old. Uh, oh, come on. You you can imagine, Brian, what it was like when yeah. like, Granny and Kyla's boyfriends would come knocking at the door and I opened the door, you know? It's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a scene from Bad Boys. I mean, not really. I mean, yeah, I would to see you. That, I, I mean. I would open that. Oh, my God. I would open that door or go to visit Brenna in NYU and come a day early and surprise her and her friends weren't ready and. I just would walk in and, and they would, I would go, you know, like, how's it going? <laughs> How are you? What's let's, your name? Let's go for a how ride. Do you, how do you spell that? Where are you from? You know, and, and that's all I did. And they were scared fucking shitless. Awesome. Awesome. Kim, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, I wish I had more time with you, but thank you so much for being so generous to your fans out there. And I look forward to seeing all the work that you do do in the future. What is the next thing that we can see you in that's coming? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing that I did in Eastern Europe, that'll be out in in the fall, like September, October on sci-fi and and, and Netflix. I can't say much more. They haven't announced me yet, but get ready for that. That's going to be an epic, epic thing. Um, you know, I've got two movies. I, I, I hope to see you this summer. Yeah. You're in um, London, aren't you? I, 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 well, I've been offered a, yeah, I'm going to go to the, the big signing there in London Yeah, at, at Showmasters, but I've also been offered a movie, uh, in London that is fabulous. What? I hope it, I hope it comes through. Fingers crossed. Um, I, I, want, I want, yeah, me, fingers crossed that the world gets its self together so things can get back to somewhat normal by the summer hopefully a lot earlier than that but i i know i'll run into you brian sooner than later and yeah you've got my you've got my deeds so reach out to me and let me know next time you want to talk i'm all i'm, I'm all here i will do the world needs to see a lot more of kim Coates. kim thank you very much have um a wonderful af- afternoon in sunny are you in la yeah it's not that sunny bro Oh, it's 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 a lot better weather than here. <laughs> oh yeah, is, is, is it crappy there? Yeah, well, the thing is, it's um, half past nine at night, and it's been stormy as hell. It's been chucking it down. So uh, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to be in your weather. <laughs> Stay safe. Stay yes, safe. you we'll too, sir. To. You too, sir. Thanks, I salute bro. you. Thank you so much for being so kind, and thank you very much. Peace out, brother. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share it with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.